Welcome to episode one, the podcast where we talk about the first episode of a web series. I'm Michael. And I'm Eric. This week, we watched Living With Yourself, and we have a lot to talk about. This is our most highly requested show. (laughs) Most highly requested show for us to watch. In that one person requested it. Also, like every show, you say, tell us what to watch and we won't watch it. And so far, we've watched 100% of the requests we've received. I don't say that every show. You say that a just, lot of shows. Just most of them. Yeah. <laughs> to be fair, we were planning on doing this. That request did not change our recording plan at all. So, you, you hear that, Nick? It had nothing to do with you. <laughs> I finished watching this show, like, as you were pulling into the driveway. Perfect timing, man. So... So you're ready to go. Yeah, this is, like, fresh in my mind. Okay, this will be, like, our our freshest episode yet. Oh, yeah. It's like a steel trap in there. Okay. All right. So what... How did the show start? The show started with Mark Ruffalo. Mm Mm-hmm. And he was in a paper sack. Uh Uh-huh. And he got so mad about it. Yeah. And then he busted out and turned blue. Um, are you sure that you weren't watching the Smurf movie? <laughs> Starring Mark Ruffalo? Yeah. Now that we've got all of our Mark Ruffalo jokes out of the way. Yeah. I, I had at least three more written down. <laughs> did you really? But uh, they, they pale in comparison to the one that you just did. So, uh, you know what? I'm just going to delete them from my phone right now. All right. Can I watch? They're, they're gone. Uh, they're gone already. Can De- I deleted? You know what show that we've watched for this podcast that does that joke? Yeah, I do know what show. Malibu Rescue. Malibu. I was making a callback just now. <laughs> oh, were you? Yes. <laughs> okay. So, do you want to recap this show for us? It's starring a mostly naked Paul Rudd. Ladies. Uh, mostly naked Paul Rudd. At least. For the first 30 seconds of it. That's all I watched before I finished. (laughs) Wow. 30 seconds. Can I say, Naked Paul Rudd really does it for me. But 30 whole seconds. I know, I lasted that long. You're like a marathon man. Yep, yep. Um, So, no, this is a a comedy drama? I don't know. Yeah, one of my notes was, is this funny? um, I don't know that it is. With uh, Paul Rudd, who is a guy who's miserable with his life, and someone he works with suggests he goes to a salon, or a spa, which turns out, it's not even a spoiler, like, it's the whole premise of the show, if you watch the trailer, it's spoiled for you, but, which turns out to be, it's supposedly, like, refreshing or repairing your DNA, but it seems like what they're actually doing is cloning people, messing with their DNA to make them better versions of themselves, and then killing the shitty version. Yeah, it's the prestige. Yeah, minus the whole magic trick. Right. Or um, Tesla. Tesla was in it, right? David Bowie played Tesla. The I prestige? Think. Yeah. yeah. No, you're right. I There were two movies that came out around the same time that had like that were about magicians. It was The Prestige and... I remember that's the same, same time, like, the amazing Jonathan and Mr. Norrell or whatever that... Jonathan yeah. Strange and Mr. Norrell. 
that book came out around that time too. She's writing another book for the first time in like 20 years. Really? Yeah, that author. Hmm. Or rather, she has written another book. It's coming out here soonish. Oh, that's cool. So, uh, back to the prestige. I hated the prestige, by the way. Did I'm you? putting, yeah, I'm putting the prestige on blast. I hated it. I remember liking it. Why didn't you like the prestige? I don't remember. It was so long ago. It, I just remember not liking it. I think, like, the whole introduction where they, like, do this heavy handed, like, this, these are the parts of a magic trick, and then you have the prestige. It turned me off on it. It's a cool idea for a movie. I mean, the whole, I mean, the same thing, the comparison to the, of this show, and that is the prestige. The guy literally, like, makes a duplicate of himself and then commits suicide, so the duplicate goes on. So there's a duplicate of Paul Rudd in this one, and it brings a lot of <laughs> the same questions at least for me about that whole thing like if i copied myself identically and then this me died would the other me even care or would it just be all the same to me or that type of stuff yeah is it you how Mm -hmm. much of you can you be replaced before you're no longer you yeah like all those metaphysical sort of philosophies yeah that i don't care for anyway that's what this show is about Yes. That being said, I, I mean, I liked it. I liked it too. But I think it's because I like Paul Rudd. I was gonna... My second note in here was me asking you, what do you think of Paul Rudd? I like Paul Rudd, and I think that's probably the only reason I'm invested in this show. I, I think I'm jumping ahead. Like, yeah, I, this might be one of the few that I not only say I would watch again, but I will actually watch again. Like... I think Kathy was invested enough that it'll get some traction. Like, she'll ask me, like, Ooh, why don't we watch whatever tonight? And I'll acquiesce, and then we'll just get down that rabbit hole. Yeah. I like Paul Rudd, too. My first introduction to him where I really noticed him was, I love you, man. And it feels like that that is kind of when he started to get bigger. Like, he was in stuff before that. He was in, what, Clueless and stuff? He was in Clueless. He was in Friends. He yeah. was in... Uh, what Hot American Summer. Right. And then he was in that. That's what I understood. Because I really liked I Love You, Man. I think that was his first first leading movie is probably. Because wasn't he? He was also in The 40-Year-Old Virgin, too, wasn't he? Oh, uh, Anchorman, too. Yes. Yep. yep. You're right. So I thought Paul Rudd's character was going to be more of a sleaze. Like a drunk guy that goes through this and then. I thought that there was going to be more of a difference between the two characters. I think we'll see more of a difference. His the 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 old we'll just call them we'll just call them what the closed captioning calls them, which is old Miles and new Miles. <laughs> um, old Miles, I think, will be shown to be even more disparate from new Miles as we go on because old Miles is severely fucking depressed. Life sucks. Everything sucks. Yeah, depressed. And I get the feeling that New Miles is not going to be that way, and it's going to lead him towards greater success. There's the scene where the fly is flying around his office, and then he kills the fly and then says, you're welcome. Yeah, to really drive home that he's really depressed. Yep. Oh, uh, they use an Oculus in it. Like an Oculus Rift. He spent a lot of fucking money on this. Yeah. So... 
it was $50,000 on this. Like, on a whim. Like, he just drains his savings account. I'm glad he had the same reaction I had, almost word for word, when he drove up to this place, too. Because he drove up to it, and it's just some real fucking hole in the wall. And I don't remember exactly what he says, but it's basically, oh, what the, like, hell no, I'm not bringing $50,000 cash to this fucking place. But then he goes in, and he, oh, that's right, he goes in because he sees Tom Brady come out. Right, which was hilarious. Was it? Yeah, it was so funny. Was it actually funny? The timeless Tom Brady, how's he do it? What's his secret? So, apparently there was some backlash when this came out because they had done a trailer where they showed that bit about Tom Brady and people thought that it was a joke about Robert Kraft going to spas and... Oh. And I did, like, even when I had heard the joke, I hadn't even seen it. Even when I heard the joke, I was like, no, it's not. It's a joke about the fact that he's won fucking six Super Bowls. And he just did this every time before he won a Super Bowl. Like, that's the joke. Right. But people have got to be butthurt about something. Yeah, I didn't even make that connection. I don't know how people did make that connection. Unless, and I, in fairness, I didn't see the trailer where it got said, so maybe they made a weirder cut that made it look like that. Mm-hmm. But, I, yeah, I, that's not how I interpreted it at all in the show or when I had heard about it. I was just like, no, that's this is just him showing that he's a, it's a better him now. Did you ever imagine like waking up one morning and you're a 20-year-old version of yourself, but you're like a better version of yourself and you're... A great football player and you're destined to be in the nfl no you, am i is what i'm saying weird or is this i don't i don't think the 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 core of it is weird like yeah. yes i have i guess i don't have really grandiose like i what would it be like if it was in the nfl it's more like what would it be like if this decision in my life wasn't made or if i had been better prepared for this or like any number of things and it's it's less about like the, the fantasy is less about waking up when I'm 20 and more about like I wonder what my life would be like now if I had done this 10 years ago, 15 years ago, 20 years ago, whatever it is. What are some of those decisions? Not even decisions necessarily, but what the the job that I'm working right now doesn't exactly like require me to have a doctorate in clinical psychology. Part of the reason that I went into grad school, like, and it's a very small part, but a very small part of that was I didn't want to be stuck working in an office all day for the rest of my life. But as of now, like, I don't, I don't see the the problem with that so long as I enjoy what I'm doing. And I don't know, like, I, I do wonder what my life would be like if I had known that back then or had the, the grander scope in my head back then of what that's like. But that all being said, I like even when I think about that, I think there's no way I could do the job I do now without having gone through all that. Yeah, sometimes I have those thoughts too. Like, what if I would have studied something more useful in college or applied myself more in college? Like, I, I was a smart kid in college. If I would have picked a business or a finance major, I'd be... Who knows what I'd be doing right now? Not that I have a lot of complaints. I make decent money at a job that doesn't demand a lot out of me. So, but still. But I also have like those fantasies of like, I fall asleep at night and I wake up and I wake up in my childhood bedroom at 12 year old, 12 years old. And my mom goes like, Michael, uh, wake up, got to go to baseball practice. And it turns out I'm like myself except i'm exceptionally talented at baseball and then i my life progresses to my like hall of fame baseball career 
um, in those fantasies or dreams, do you maintain the knowledge that you have now or do you yes. like, okay. Yeah. Yep. I can see that. I, I, I mean, I'm sure it's been posed to me in some sort of like, what, or would you rather, or what if this sort of thing happened? And all I can think about that is if I woke up 30 seconds from now, finding out that the last 15, 20, 25 years was all the dream, I would be devastated and then I'd forget about it because that's what happens to dreams. You just forget about them. Right. I remember very distinctly when I was a kid, and this is a very, very tiny version of what you're talking about. I remember having a dream where I woke up and I had a Game Boy. And then I actually woke up and realized I didn't have a Game Boy and I fucking cried. I don't remember how old I was, but I remember distinctly being really fucking disappointed by this. <laughs> From what you've told us on this podcast, that could have been at any point of your life. That could have happened last month. Current state, I wouldn't cry if I didn't fucking have a Game Boy. Like, I cry about <laughs> real emotional shit. This was like six or seven year old me, like, crying about this. Oh, we were talking about how much money he spent on this. Yes. At the drop of a hat. He walks into that place with 50... 50- how... How, How does he you, think he's going to explain that to his wife? Right. I had that thought. And then my next thought was, oh, the new him will be able to explain that to his wife. His wife's going to be so thrilled with the new him that she's not even going to care about that. 50K. I don't think that's I don't think that's happening. at all. Oh, yeah. It's going to happen. I don't think so. I think this show, the way it started, I think this show is going to be a little more serious and a li- as like silly as it sounds, a little more realistic in its portrayal of this. At least that's the way I'm I'm foreseeing it. Because what were your thoughts about his wife? Did you have any thoughts about his wife? Um, she seemed cold or indifferent to him. She had an accent. Do you know why she seemed cold or indifferent? Because they've been married so long. Because she's definitely cheating on him. Oh, you think so? A hundred percent. There is a scene where he's talking to. Her. I think before he goes and takes the cash to whatever place. He goes and talks to her and she's in the shower or something like that. Her phone is just like beeping off the hook and she like makes a sidelong glance at it. Like, don't fucking like look at my phone. She's cheating on him. And I like that set a tone for me where I feel like what we're going to end up finding out the message of this show is going to end up being that even the ideal version of yourself can end up fucking depressed because that's all going to happen. And even this depressed, like shitty version of you can aspire to something more. Like, I think he's going to end up either killing or doing away with the new version of him. And in order to not make the transition so like jarring, he's going to fake it and find that he ends up happier as a result. That's how I feel like this show is going to go. Okay. We're still going to write episode two though, right? I mean, we can, we don't have to right now. I had this thought he crawls into bed with his wife and like tries to kiss her good night. And she doesn't like hardly even acknowledge him. Right. Mm-hmm. And I had this thought is Paul Rudd, one of those guys that people who are attracted to men would be like, oh, how could you, how could you ignore Paul Rudd if he crawled into bed with you? Or is he just like a regular handsome guy that it's plausible that that would happen? Do you know what I mean? I do know what you mean, but I think you, like, I think you're applying a dichotomy or split that doesn't exist. I think that anybody in Hollywood that Hollywood that people find attractive immediately gets idolized and that first thing you said is what gets applied to them ah like how how would you turn away fucking so and so somebody would say that about fucking benedict cumberbatch and that dude's a weird looking man 
That's true. Like, absolutely. So if somebody finds that person attractive, they would absolutely say that about him. I don't know that she would make such a hackneyed joke, but Kathy would definitely say that about Paul Rudd. She wouldn't kick him out of bed for eating crackers. <laughs> yes. Elephant in the room. Yeah. Clones of each other. Yeah. The thing that always comes up is, like, would you have sex with a clone of yourself? I don't think that's... No, I wouldn't. Why not? Because I don't find me attractive. <laughs> Oh, Eric. No, that's, oh, that's not a plea. Eric. That's not a plea for like, oh, like, yeah, you're very. No, it's just, I just don't, I don't find me attractive. Oh, man. Do you feel bad about that? Would you have sex with yourself? No. Okay. Why not? Honestly, I don't have any um, desires to have sex with another man. So there's that. Sure. But do you think that Paul Rudd's going to have sex with himself? Episode two, starting now. So, before we get to that, what I thought you were going to ask is, if you have sex with your clone, is that sex or are you just masturbating? Whoa, dude. You that, just blew my mind. That's where I thought you were going with this. Really deep shit, you know? Like, we're talking about a philosophical show. Let's ask the deep questions. Mm-hmm. Is it or is it not masturbation? Oh, man. Are you about to talk me into having sex with my like clone of myself? I might. Let me let me put myself in in that situation mentally. Oh, please, please, just mentally, please, just mentally. I am a method actor. <laughs> God, I'm gonna put my head in this box. <laughs> no, that's a good point because I interact with my own private parts already. <laughs> that's not even <coughs> that's not even a clinical way of putting it that's just like a very like I come into contact with my own privates with some amount of frequency some amount of frequency and vigor uh what else so I think that that's gonna that's gonna happen I think they're gonna have sex with themselves I think I don't know that they will jump straight to having sex with each other. I think that there's a distinct possibility, like a 50% chance that his wife finds out about the both of them and they have a threesome. Oh, that'd be good. I think for sure they're going to try to work out the thing where like you go to work this week, I'll go to work this next week. Like if the wife goes to work, it'll be like, okay, you hide in the closet. I'll go to work this week. When she leaves, then you can just play video games all day and then we'll swap off and on like that or do whatever you want. I think he'll propose that, but I think what will end up happening is that New Miles won't want to do that. Like, that's the point of this New Miles is he's, like, driven. He's driven to go to work. He's driven to succeed. Well, old Miles would be fine with that, though, right? Correct. Yeah. But then at what point does he get to interject himself back into his life? With does his he, wife, with, like, with anything. Does he want, I don't, does he want to interject himself back into his life? He, he's upset that somebody, like, that this version of himself is up the, upstairs with his wife. Yeah, that's. I, I think that's what's part of me, the, what's going to be part of the message of the show is he's going to find that there's more to his life that he wants and, and misses as a result of this and is going to fight for. And either he ends up killing the clone and taking back over his life, or this was all just a bullshit virtual reality, hence the Oculus. Right, I had that thought too. I didn't have, I had this, the, the virtual reality piece, I didn't have the Oculus connection until just this second. 
that this was all just a virtual reality, like a dream that caused him to value his life more. Yeah, I had that thought. As soon as I put those Oculuses on, I was like, oh, he's just going to take that Oculus off at the end of the... I didn't even, it didn't even connect for I'd me. I staked just my now. reputation on it. Seems, seems likely. Um, or at least highly possible. Yeah. Dude, if he killed the clone of himself, would that be murder? Asking the deep questions. Right? But I think the opposite. I think he's going to realize he didn't like his life. He's just going to let this other guy take over and he's going to go forge a new one. Like, I'm surprised he didn't, like, though he, they go back to that spot and they explain what happened and that you're supposed to be dead. And I'm surprised the guy was like, Can, do you guys have any resources to give me a new identity? Like, you're doing all this other shady shit. I don't, I, see, I didn't get the impression that he hates his life. I got the impression that he's severely depressed. And I think those are two very different things. I think he is incapable of valuing his life right now because his brain chemistry is fucked. Hmm. And I think that this is going to start him on some path or another of redemption, whether it's believable or not. I liked the scene where the two clones are in the car driving along and just driving a scene together. Yeah. And like laughing about old times. So, you know, about, about, they were, they were testing each other to like see if they really were the clone with all the memories. And he asked about like seven minutes in heaven in seventh grade. Like, who did you make out with or whatever it was? And, and they both had the same like, realistic like shit what was her name m m m like yeah and then they try to remember and then they both remember together (laughs) and then start being like oh yeah and she wouldn't even like look at you nice and you know just going through that's that part took me out of that scene because i feel like my my knee-jerk reaction wouldn't be to say like to talk to my clone as though it happened to them it would be to say it happened to me like oh that's right she wouldn't even look at me twice but they so seamlessly shifted into the, oh, that's right, she wouldn't even look at you. And, and the, the, they were just doing this back and forth. I had that thought, too, but I don't think that it was uh, – I don't think he was – that you was directed at him. I think that that you was directed at uh, – I think that you was a universal you. Yeah, when wouldn't look at, at you. Yeah. yeah, it wouldn't even look at you. Yeah, I think that's what that you was supposed to do. But Maybe. It, it I, inter- I took it the other way, which – yeah, and, and it didn't like destroy it for me. It just like, took me out of that scene a little bit. Yeah. Would you do this? Would you go to this spa knowing what they were going to do? Basically, all that happens is you wake up and you're a better version of yourself. That's not basically what happens to me. As far as you know, that's what happens. No, to me, I die. No, you don't know that, that though. You don't experience but that. But, but I do experience that. I do experience death. It's this other version of me that never experiences that. Right. No, but the timeline that you have it is... We're not talking alternate timelines. We're talking clones. Right. No, but your consciousness doesn't go to the death part. Your con- your consciousness is going to go on to your... My version. consciousness goes to death. Like, this This wasn't a, like this wasn't a, a new... Or this wasn't a continuation of his consciousness. Otherwise, how does he continue to maintain consciousness? The consciousness splits. No. Right? I don't think so. And no, I wouldn't do this. Not just because of that, but because I feel like, I feel like we're going to, like, much like I was saying, we're going to find that there are ramifications and not on a metaphysical and philosophical level, but I mean like real complications to just like flipping a switch to make you a better version of you. Like it's going to crumble in some fashion and we're going to find that even a better version of you can still feel shitty like right so episode two okay so you remember that cat in 
the spa. Yes. What's up with that cat? Well, I'm about to I'm about to blow the lid right off of episode two. Just the clone wakes up. He's got some whiskers <laughs> because the cat accidentally got into the pod with him when he was being cloned, and so now he's turning into some sort of cat man. So this is some sort of like the fly scenario. Yeah, it's exactly it's the fly with a cat. I I want to yes and you, but yeah. I feel like you're ignoring like a, a central premise of this, which is like the fact that there's no fucking pod. They just clone. Did they accidentally splice some cat DNA into him? <laughs> they suddenly get really bad at what they do. I mean, in fairness, they got really bad at what they do in that they didn't kill this guy. Right, and that cat's, like, everywhere. Do you remember when Paul Rudd, like, nuzzles up on the cat at the beginning and he gets some cat DNA in his mouth? Yep, and, like, he, yeah, just okay. like that. Yeah, so they don't go, okay, so they don't, there is no pod, but he's got, like, a cat hair on him, so they scrape off, like, his DNA with it. The, but they get a little cat. bit of cat DNA, They too. get a little bit of cat DNA. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's starting to manifest. And uh, he's starting to turn into a thunder cat. Yeah. And then has sex with the other Paul Rudd. Oh, I thought you were going to say the cat. Cat Paul Rudd has sex with human Paul Rudd. Is that bestiality? Dude, you <laughs> just blew my mind again. I could see I could see that happening real time. <laughs> and, and then should it be oh, should it be a ThunderCats tie-in or should it be a Cats tie-in? Why can't it be both? They're making a live-action-ish Cats movie. Why not have Lion-O in that? Like, Oh, they made that Cats movie. It hasn't come out yet, has it? No. But it's. I think it's finished. It might be finished, but do you know Do you know for sure that Lion-O isn't in it? Yes. Do you know that for sure? Yes. How do you know that? Because Lion-O is not a character in the musical Cats. I get that, but like, this is a, a Cats live-action... This this has every opportunity to be a Thundercats tie-in. Do you know for sure that Lionel's not in the Cats movie? No, I don't. Bet me $100. Because I'm open to a world of whimsy and wonder that you have clearly closed yourself off to. How open How open to it are you? Are you open enough to put $100 on it? Open doesn't mean I'm sure it's going to happen. I don't bet something that I'm just like, <laughs> this might happen. Like, I could win a million dollars. I'm not going to bet $100 that I win a million dollars. Okay. That was a terrible bet, but like, you know what I'm saying. So would you watch it again? Yeah, I'm going yeah. to. We'll probably watch it tonight. Yeah, I'll probably watch it again. But... Yeah. Should we wrap it up? Yeah, I mean, I guess we can. Unless you had more to say? I don't think I had more to say. Alright. Thank you for listening to our podcast. Uh, Feel free to check out our website. It's at episode1podcast.com or follow us on Twitter, which is at podcast episode one, and that's the numeral one. Uh, You can also check out the Facebook group. You can use any of those to get in contact with us. I think the website also has like an email thing that you can link to as well. Um, If you like the show, make sure to subscribe. And also, we sent out a call to action a few episodes ago. We're continuing it. Make sure to leave a review on iTunes. We have a goal to hit 200 reviews in iTunes two years from when we started this show. So it would be August of 2021. So that we can become certified reviewers on Rotten Tomatoes. But we need reviews on iTunes. So leave a review. Thank you for turning my mic away from me, Huffle Perry. I appreciate it. The audience just got a weird, like, 
360. That's right. You do it on <coughs> mono. So they don't, they just hear me get really quiet all of a sudden. Yeah. Yeah. That's basically it. Yeah. Subscribe, leave a review. So right now we only have two reviews. We need 200. We get 10. We're going to do some sort of comedy bit. Right. We're going to come up with a comedy bit that we do every once in a while on the show. Thanks for listening, everybody. Talk to you next week. I guess.